Hello and welcome to the DNA Fat Loss Podcast for Executives. I'm your host, Nutritional, and in today's episode, I'm sharing part three of my interview with Brian Berkford, Peak Performance Coach, and we discuss the magic of going just a little bit further. It's a really interesting one, such an important concept. Let's dive in. So am I right in understanding you're a uh, swimmer, you're a competitive swimmer? Yes. That's that's my athletic field. I mean, I wasn't actually, <laughs> ironically, an, an athlete in my younger years. I wasn't like I didn't do middle school, high school, college, anything. I just kind of started swimming um, initially because I had just kind of keeping in shape a running injury pop up. And I took on swimming because I had to because it was the only thing that didn't kill my knee uh, but that was very short-lived I got out of the pool as soon as I could but I kind of came back to it later because I realized I've had this phobia of having my head underwater since I was a little kid since as early as I can remember I don't really know where that's from it is what it is but it was like a panic phobia thing not just I would prefer not to have my head in water it makes me scared and I got to the point where I was fed up with that and decided, yep, we're going to deal with this and we're going to feed fear a suck it sandwich. So I went and got a coach, learned how to um, do all the different competitive strokes. And one day after my lesson with my coach, he said, you're ready to join a master's team. And that completely terrified me when he said that. However, I know the nature of how the mind works and rationalization and letting ourselves off the hook. So before I could let myself off the hook, I ran out. I joined a master's team um, right away. I think it was either that day or the next day and just started from there and then started competing. But I didn't start swimming until I was 30 was when I learned how to do it. And then decided at one point, maybe I could compete one day. And then I competed and I was like, that was amazing. And then got this crazy idea that, wow, wouldn't it be incredible if I qualified for the national championships one day in my life? And that was something that really one of those positive drivers, <clears throat> the day-to-day drivers sometimes were little things, just irritations and like, fine, I'll take it out in the pool, you know? Um, but long-term, I had this vision of, wow, if I could go to nationals, that that would be cool. And that might ex- inspire somebody else who's maybe struggling with something to say, you know, if, if that person can do that, I can go a little bit further. And don't despise small beginnings. Sometimes it's just that seemingly insignificant decision of, I could go a little further. That's where the magic happens, but it's not sexy. And it's not the day-to-day grind in the trenches that's not fun. Everybody likes the spotlight. Everybody likes to see people in the arena, but not the day-to-day blood, sweat, and lots and lots of tears stuff. And people need to give themselves credit. You know, sometimes people show up and they'll go train and they're like, oh, you know, I'm really not feeling it today, et cetera. I'm like, you're here. The rest of the world is at home on the couch. Like, that's amazing. Give yourself some credit. And maybe one of the reasons some people don't get more out of themselves than they would like to is beating themselves up constantly or just omitting 
the giving of credit to themselves. Give yourself credit. If you need to keep a journal for yourself and give yourself credit, even every time you do something that might even seem insignificant, when you look at what you're really doing every day that you're doing right, if you're somebody that beats themselves up all the time, that can build tremendous momentum. Now, if you're having issues with motivation or you feel like you're lazy or whatever the thing is, like fine, but reach out, get coaching, get help, you know, whatever you need. And especially for you, Alex, right? Like people have you as a resource. And if it's not that, at least find a group of people that inspires and challenges you that being around them in and of itself is going to help you raise your game. Wow, there's so many great points that you touched on there. Um, the, the one that really stood out that aligns especially with what I, with my approach is, can you push just a little bit further? Just a time, just a little bit, maybe take your, I know, 10 press ups to 11 press ups from 10 minute walk to a 12 minute walk. But that, that's really, as you said, that's where the magic happens. That's where you do that day in, day out, consistently strive with that mentality. And that's where, that's how Olympians get to where they are. I guess they're constantly striving for slightly better, not to transform overnight. So. Right, right. And expand your mind. I love that you said that. Do one more thing. And you're not going to feel every day 100% at the top of your game. So it's eking out that one more when you know, I've kind of done what I chose to do and what I feel I, I kind of set out to do and obligated to do, quote unquote. But I'm just going to do that like a little extra, whether it's an extra rep, because that's the mental fitness we talked about and doing the like the, the little, okay, great health and really bad health are not normally either amazing singular choices or catastrophic single choices. They're just a whole host of choices all piled up together. And every time you do something that's taking a step in the right direction, that's a huge thing. And sometimes, like you said, it's just one more press up, whatever. Keep it simple, um, but do just a little bit more because then you start to identify yourself as the person who goes just a little bit extra. And that's going to have an effect long term. Um, if I swim an extra, which I normally do, I'll swim like an extra 100 meters beyond whatever it is I set out to actually do when my workout is completed. That adds up because if I'm swimming five days a week times uh, 100 meters, what I'm not going to do math live because I'm going to embarrass myself, but you, <laughs> everyone else can do the math. It actually adds up over the course of 52 weeks. That's a lot. And I remember Michael Phelps talking about <clears throat> that piece where he said everybody else in the sport was going six days on and one day off. And I was going seven days on, which meant I got 52 extra days of training every single year. And that little bit, might that be what, you know, maybe put him across and he beat somebody multiple times by, you know, a hundredth of a second? Yes, it's diminishing returns, but by being the person that did one extra, Pain is temporary, glory is forever, and he understood that. And I think that's what you're helping people understand too, Alex, is just do the little extra. 
Amazing. Yeah, that's such a good, um, such a good example with Michael Phelps. I, I guess there is you know, times when additional training is going to cause you to go negatively if you've gone too far. But oh, yeah. I guess in his world, he his entire life revolves around recovering from the training that he's just done. So, Right. Yes. Yeah. Quite a specific case where he can definitely do that. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Really appreciate you taking the time to check it out. If you haven't already, I would love it if you subscribed or left a review or you shared uh, the podcast with a close friend, friend or family who maybe you think this would be useful and valuable for. Thank you again for listening and I look forward to speaking with you soon.